I'm Stephen Gregory Smith. And I'm Matt Connor. We're going back to the hive for season five of the, the Connor, Connor and Smith Show. All right. He always does this and he forgets there's already music underneath it. So, it's fine. Yeah. You can always have more music. Um, so this is a, the second time this has happened. We have a live in what we're calling studio, really in living room podcast um, on the Connor and Smith Show. So uh, today, our guest is... Guest, will you say your name for the audience? Sabra Michelle. Yay! Welcome, Sabra Michelle! All right. Um, We're going to take a quick break, and we will be... Right back. So uh, there's wine, there's cheese, there's snacks, there's pugs. We are here with Sabra Michelle, and um, it's been a minute since we've seen you, right? It's I can't even estimate the last time. I don't remember. It's been it's been quite a while. I can't recall either. I was trying to think today because um, I know that you used to be in the area ish, mm-hmm. and came to our house a few times. We were discussing which party, I can't remember, a 4th of July thing or something. Yeah, and I saw you in Shirlington. Like, I came to a couple mm-hmm. of, of shows there. At Bungalow Billiards, I think. Yes, I think you are absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Um, or Capital City Brewery. There, too. Yeah. I think that might have been the last time. Yeah. I feel like I saw you there. I think the last time was Jake there. For something, Jake Oudmark and Tracy Oliveira. Oh, okay. We were out at the bar for after party something. Sunset Boulevard, probably 2010. So it's been a minute. Yeah. Was Tracy in Sunset? No. So that's, but but Jake was only in, you know but what? I think Jake maybe, no, no. Oh, oh, it was like a, I'm like, what did I see? Really, uh, really? Well, I saw a Les Mis and I saw a, yeah. um, this one was like a, it was like an Aida, but it wasn't Aida. Hmm. Like there was a river and it was more of a reading than a full show. It was in a really small stage. Mm-hmm. stage. Mm-hmm. The Ark? I don't know. Well, Nameless Theater Show 5000. But it was a signature. What year did you graduate from Shenandoah? 1995. 95, and your uh, major was? Dance. Dance. BFA Dance. There's a cleanup on L3. I'll be right back. Continue, please. So were you always a dancer before that as a kid? Yes. I mean, so I had always studied dance. I did musicals in high school, um, but I was always, I loved dancing, and I was encouraged to dance more than say sing um but even like I wanted to act and I was encouraged to keep dancing I choreographed all the musicals and so I kept hearing it's at least it seemed to me like you should just dance even though I really wanted to tell stories and be funny and sing um it it got to be like a mental block because I kept being told just dance just dance yeah so I had convinced myself that I couldn't sing that it's not true because then when you left school is that when you started doing more? Well, I mean, I actually, this is this will be a good story. Um, I did audition for a musical 
at Shenandoah. And it was my one and only because it was a show that I had seen on tour as a kid at the National Theater. And I loved it with Tommy Toon and um, Sandy Duncan. And so when Shenandoah was doing it, I, even though I was already in overload credits, I had 23 credits, I was in three dance ensembles, I was like, but I would rather be in the musical. I would rather do that. And I always knew I would do that. Even freshman year, I was like, I should transfer. Mm, OCU has a dance musical theater program, but it was brand new. And so there's a whole thing about about college degrees and how things have changed in the last 30 years. But at the time, OC was the only dance focus in a musical theater. And so I was told that if I wanted to dance, I had to be a dance major and major in modern or ballet, neither of which I wanted to do. I wanted to be a jazz dancer. I really wanted to be a musical theater, fossey jazz dancer. And you, there, you would go to New York and do that, but my parents said no. So what's, what, is, what is the difference if anyone doesn't know? Like, jazz means what? It means your, your ballet is more technique, form. Jazz is more stylized, telling a story different with your body? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're all very different styles. They're kind of all based in the same technique, but, um, you know... Jazz, well, especially Fosse jazz, is more turned in and hunched. Um, uh, sharper lines. Ballet is very soft lines and round but uh, and turned out. Um, but they all come from kind of the same vocabulary. Right. Um, who, do you, who do you idolize in, in dance world? Like um, D'Ambois? Sure. I, yes. Yes. Uh, who's the guy that uh, Gary Ballin... Balanchine? George Balanchine. Balanchine? Gary. I don't know. Gary Balanchine. Down the block. No, 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 no. Gary Euler used to talk about Balanchine all the time. Ah. Mm. I don't really know anything about Balanchine. So he revolutionized ballet in the 20th century, and that's why you have little skinny ballerinas who think that they should be anorexic. You can thank George Balanchine for that. Oh, thanks. Before that, they were much heavier people, and they also didn't have the same kind of crunches. But I didn't ever want to do any of that. I know most of that. Because I was a dance major at Shenandoah, and I learned all of that there. But I haven't ever really had to like utilize it until this podcast. <laughs> what was your What was your first professional musical theater gig? Oh, can I tell you the story about auditioning for yeah, yeah, yeah. first? Sorry, I got my I, my one and only. My one and only. Yeah. yeah. So I got sidetracked, and then we went down rabbit holes. So I was in overload and had all these things, but I was like, I'm auditioning for that, and. Um, I guess I had a callback. I don't really remember this part, but I do remember that I didn't hear anything. I didn't get it, and I was very disappointed. And my roommate, Carrie Budden, she got to be in it, and like everybody had fun, and my one and only, and I went and saw it and supported everybody. Found out later that Hal Herman had gone to Liz Bergman, the, the head of the dance department, and asked if I could be in it. And she said, hell no, she's in three ensembles already. She can't do it. But they never discussed it with me. Wow. Because I would have dropped those ensembles so fast. And she probably knew that. She probably knew that. I, I do have, I, I'm still friends with her. I have seen her. I have stayed with in her house. Liz? Yes. Have you brought this up? No. Well, Liz, if <laughs> no, you're listening, we've got the papers. But what, I mean, what's, what's the point, right? Like, yeah. right. It, it, 
it happened. We can't change it. It, it was what it was. But I, I do have a lot of bitterness about how I was led as you're going to be a modern dancer in the Martha Graham company. And I was like, if I have to, when, we're, when I knew that my passion was elsewhere, I was coming home and performing in a jazz company every weekend and um, made lots of weird choices in that time. And I just wasn't getting the information that I wish I had gotten. Right. Um, so that I could follow the path that I always actually knew I wanted. So I ended up moving to New York at like age 30 or 32 and finally like pursuing what I wanted to be. But by then I was like, all right, well, I'm 12 years older than everybody else that I'm competing with. Right. So that's kind of my, that's kind of my. Wasn't my story. one and only with Kathy Voiko and Dane Whitlock? Of course. Mm-hmm. I think so. They were, of the, course. Isn't that where they dance around and splash water everywhere? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Are you from Washington? Yeah, I grew up in Alexandria. You so did? that's why I'm here, is I'm visiting my parents for their 52nd wedding anniversary. Oh. They're still in the house that they bought when I was six months old. I'm staying in the room that I grew up in. It is still lavender, which is the color I chose when I was 12. And this sounds like a, like a setup for a movie. I come back after all these years in the same house that I grew up in, in the same room, right? Yeah. Could be. And my sister lives there, and she's... I was talking to Karen Hearn today, and we were video chatting with each other, and we were laughing about this exact thing, and uh, and said, yeah, my sister's in the same room next door right now that she grew up in, and here we are. I'm almost 50, and she's... And your parents probably love it, you know? Yes. (laughs) I know my mom would. Um, what high school did you go to? Annandale. Annandale High School. I would have gone to Jefferson, but they became a high-tech magnet school right before I went to high school. Gotcha. And you said you did musicals at Annandale? Or, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Did you do anything outside of that? You were in dance class? and. I, yeah, no, I was, I was very busy in dance class, so I would, like, my schedule was sleep during school, um, then go to play practice or rehearsal until like 4, 4.30, and then go to dance class, and I'd get home at 9 or 10 o'clock at night, and then look at my books, and try and figure out what the hell this homework was until midnight, and then get frustrated, and close the books, and go to bed, and get up at 6. Did uh, somebody guide you in dance to SU, or somebody at high school, or did somebody you know go? So Shenandoah, how I chose Shenandoah is actually a funny story, because one thing that I have learned over the years is that I keep thinking I have these great ideas and then years go by and I discover, no, no, that was totally planted years before and didn't realize it. So in the eighth grade, we had career day and I, everybody else like followed their parents to work and I called the West End Dinner Theater and I said, um, we're having career day. Can I come and, uh, and follow somebody and they said sure we're doing south pacific and um we'll 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 have you come and you can hang out in dressing rooms and in the green room and backstage and whatever we've got the perfect person for you okay so they brought me in and i met this really nice young lady who had just graduated from shenandoah and um she was very attentive she sat down with me in the green room and asked me all sorts of questions and brought me into the wings and said, okay, stay right here. I got to go do the song. And, you know, come back. And I just remembered her as the pretty blonde with the little short red shorts. 
And um, and I had to write, I had to fill in like the blanks on this weird worksheet. And I found the worksheet years later. And I had written down that like, she had gone to Shenandoah and she gave me all these instructions. And so I didn't realize that that had kind of planted the seed for Shenandoah. And I had forgotten to write down her name on this worksheet of who I had followed. And I never knew. Went to college, forgot that that was where the seed had been planted, but knew that Shenandoah was my number one thing. Graduated from college, did a whole bunch of other things. Ended up working at the West End Dinner Theater. Walked in, saw a big photo of uh, South Pacific, found the girl in the red shirts and said, that's who I followed. Well, that's Karen Hearn. Oh, my God. Ah. So then Karen Hearn and I ended up working together a few times, and then she started hiring me, and then we started talking, and all of these things happened, and she has now been my best friend for many years. Since then. Since then. So for many, many years. So So it all goes back to eighth grade with Karen Hearn, who had just graduated from Shenandoah when I met her, but I didn't know it until... 10, 15 years later. That's fantastic. I loved working at the West End. I did too. It used to feel so, we've brought this up a lot. It just felt like it was a family. The facilities were great. We made money. It was a good show. We did West Side Story there together. Yep. And that was a fucking good show. Yep. I mean, except for Chino. Just. (laughs) You were a just just out of a point of interest, I was just at the Fox Chase shopping center two days ago. Yeah. And um, looking for the you porn store. Heavy breather there in your lap. I, there are pugs, listeners. If you hear heavy breathing, it's just <laughs> it's Stephen. It's, it's me. Our, it's, a, it's our late <laughs> night show. I'm barely getting through this interview. Um, and I was I couldn't tell where the West End was anymore, and it was really sad because yeah. it looks completely different. They've recut it, reshaped, mm-hmm. and and like I had to take a video and show Matt and say where was it because mm-hmm. I couldn't picture. I did go to La Casa and got a pizza, <laughs> which is in a different place. It's in a different oh, place because yeah. it was all the way over in the end, right? Yeah, near Ziggs, which isn't there anymore. Which isn't either. there either. Yeah. But I think where the Xfinity store that I s- w- went to, which is why I was there, I think that's where it is where it used to be. And it's just so weird because, like, the whole thing, Mango Mike's is not there, of course, across the street. What's there now? I think there was, like, an apartment building or something. It's, oh, weird. Isn't that what, where the Aldi went in? Maybe. I think there's a grocery store there now. Another one? Oh, I don't know. There's a... It was just a weird... I don't know. You all of... live here. I don't live here. Well, I don't, we I haven't left the house. <laughs> yeah. I have not been over there. I've had no reason to go I used to live in years. Boxes. Yeah. Years and years and years ago. Okay. And so, like, I knew it then when it was way after the West End. And I don't, I'm sure it hasn't changed that much, but there was definitely a restaurant when I lived there, which would have been, I don't know, too many years ago. You're listening to The Way Things Were, were. a <laughs> podcast for older people. Um, at any rate. Uh, so you remember that all through high school, and then you chose to go to SU, or was there another catalyst for it to make you remember SU? I think... I don't know. I just always knew that I wanted to go to Shenandoah for... She made that big of an impression on you. You were like, this is what I want to do. Yeah, she must have. I don't remember how I made the choice. I I know that that was my number one choice. And again, like I said, I don't want to go to college. I want to go be a dancer. My parents said, absolutely not. I mean, you can also go back to eighth grade when I said, 
I don't want to go to Annandale High School. I want to go to the High School for Performing Arts, which at that time the only one was Duke Ellington in D.C. And my parents said, absolutely not. Um, so, uh, so then, you know, they said, you have to go to college. Okay, fine, then I'm going to be a dance major. Well, then you need a minor. I did not have a minor. Um, and then my two other choices, I guess I was afraid to also go too far from home because my second choices were, oh, I wanted to go to School of the Arts in Philadelphia. And my parents said, absolutely not, because they didn't have um, uh, academics. You'd have to go to Temple and combine. This is why I was like, there's a lot of stuff about college and choices of college at that time. Not a lot of choices. Um, I think Goucher, two things in Baltimore, Goucher and the one that my sister went to, Towson. <laughs> those, those were like my top choices. But then I got into Shenandoah. I think they had the scholarship offer in the mail before I had left the campus on the day of my audition. Did, so. do, you, do you perform a dance solo audition live for the faculty? Yeah, at that time you were supposed to do like a one minute something that showed contemporary and ballet technique. And so um, I went to one of my teachers and we came up with this, she came up with a really funky contemporary thing at that time. And um, it was a split. I Oh, my, I had one teacher do 30 seconds of one and another teacher do 30 seconds of the other and we melded them together. That's cool. And then, um, so I performed that and then you take ballet class and Erica Helm judges you harshly. And um, Okay, folksies. <laughs> oh, yeah, folksies. Tail feathers in. And the head goes down on one. <laughs> Which I, I don't do tail feathers in, yeah, folksies. But I, and I, and, Listeners, <laughs> you have to take your middle finger and brush against your eyebrow when you say that. Yep. Um, but I do do the head goes down on one with my students at the beginning of every ballet and musical theater jazz class. That's funny. Do you think that because of all the things you had previously mentioned about like, do you think Karen Hearn was the first person? Did you feel seen? Did you feel like? This person is giving me time and attention about the thing I really want to do. That could absolutely be true, and I guess I haven't actually ever thought of it that way. I wonder yeah. if young you was like, this is like oxygen that I need. Like the, the attention she was giving you, the questions she was asking, and then the Shenandoah kind of stuck somewhere of like, that's a good person that I, I want to go to that place. It was like all about Eve and, and Cyber. <laughs> Cyber was like, I'm going to be in those red shorts one day. <laughs> Come back here, bitch! I mean, it could absolutely be true, but she's still like that. Mm -hmm. Like, the number of conversations we had today alone were, she still gives me that time. She always gives me that attention. She's yeah. a so great mentor, yeah. Yeah, that's who she is. Uh, yes, a great mentor, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so this podcast has become about Karen Hearn. The next guest <laughs> you're going to hear is... Um, Which actually is true, isn't it? I mean, we're trying to get her on, yeah, absolutely. Did, did we do Crazy for You together? No, I did not do that show. We did Cats, Cats. together. Mm -hmm. I never worked at the Bird Break. Well, leave this house. You, I was say, you, neither did I. I just I mean, kind of showed we up. We didn't work. <laughs> Where do I stand? Yeah. Cats was my only show at Toby's, but we did... Um, Joseph at, I think you and, were you and Joseph the whole time? I was a fill-in I was a fill-in as well. Yeah, there was a lot of in and out of At the West End? At the yeah. West End, yeah. I filled in for my kids and I basically took his apartment, I took his life basically. Wow. Yeah, I, I moved in where he lived, I took his job, yeah, it was great. Where did he go? Where did he go? Was it New York? 
think yeah, he went to I New York. Think he, uh, we had him on here, didn't we? But that's yeah. because the show had was so long, like a three month sit down at the. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was no cats. It was no cats. It, it was, was no cats. I tell you one thing: I missed the days of cats. I could have as many bonbons as I wanted. <laughs> but cats ran for six months, and we rehearsed it for four months before that. So yeah. it was like the best part of a year. I remember that. It, it was, was like, oh god, cats, 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 cats. Yeah, I never forget Toby saying to me during one of the rehearsals, "Matt, you're going to have to lose weight." I thought, "How dare you?" I thought, oh, "Really, have George you... Balanchine?" What? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Throwback. Um, I was the only cat who gained weight during. You were you were the Siamese. I was Cassandra. Cassandra, yes. and I was part, half of Mungo Jerry and Rumple Teaser, and Rumple Teaser now just went to Broadway. Yes, she did. Felicia I Curry. enjoyed watching that unfold so much. Oh gosh! And my old roommate, who I lived with for six years uh, in New York, who actually introduced me to my husband, and I introduced him to his wife is the master electrician on that show. So he watches that every night and presses go. Oh, wow. Just yep. just for clarity's sake, we're talking about Felicia Curry, listeners, who is understudying The Witch on the Broadway revival of Into the Woods and went on very successfully to great acclaim. She's also factoid uh, SSMT alum because she did Aida at SSMT. Anyway, back to the discussion. I didn't know that. Do you remember the cat's performance when Janine stepped on her tail? It came off, it came off, and David James very smartly crawled up to the tail, like, what is that? And he grabbed the, the tail, and he wrapped it around Janine's neck, just so, just to mess with her, because he, you know, she was yeah. really like, what are you doing? To give it back to her. Well, yeah, but at the same time, can I make it like, oh, this was meant to be. Well, I mean, she's the most appropriate cat to lose her tail, as for Isabella. Yeah. But that's very funny. Then there was the time... That Darren, Darren McDonald started the show as uh, singing like Cher. <laughs> oh, you blind when you burn. Janine, uh, Janine then followed that up with Julie Andrews. Can you see in the dark? Yes. Yeah. And then the third person, they all did something. It was a matinee, and oh my God, never forget that. But me and Felicia would crawl up on top of this little platform at the very beginning, and Felicia would always say, I'm, I'm quitting this business. I'm quitting the business. Oh. Crazy. Didn't people also hide snacks all over that set? Like, no, th- that was Jekyll and Hyde. Me and AK oh. used to hide food all around the set, and during the show, we would just sit and snack. Is that bad? Is that bad? Mm. No. No, the mice, I think, probably helped, too. Um, there were no mice back in the no, 90s. No, no. That was Lazy Susan. Oh my Not God. with all those cats. Burn break. <laughs> but you know what? Cats, but yeah. you know what? When I saw the movie Cats, and was trying to figure out if I even really wanted to even audition for the show. You don't mean the current movie, Cats. You mean the old Which film. I've never seen the new one. I haven't no, either. No, God forbid. But <laughs> I just really couldn't get into the show. I couldn't get into the show. I thought, oh my God, who cares? But then after doing the show, it changes my whole perspective of that show. Because I really enjoyed doing Cats because it was an actor's playground. Oh, sure. Because you could just do whatever. I had to see Starlight Express to understand Cats. So it's kind of the same show, but anyway. except except with trains. <laughs> exactly. So except stupider, even stupider. So yeah. my friend Robert is sitting here listening. Hi, Robert. Hi. And Robert I, from California, Miami, New York, Toronto. No. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> I just made it up. <laughs> but uh, I was trying to. I was telling him some fun stories on the way over here, and I said that one of my favorite memories of cats is being in the dressing room and being fully decked out in our unitards and crazy wigs and makeup 
and that you had a keyboard on your makeup station and headphones and you were composing Nevermore. Mm. That's what I that's one of my favorite memories of the dressing room during cats was you composing Nevermore. I'll never forget I one time gave a little sample I I listened we listened to one sample thing I was creating and freaking genius uh Tess mm. who was the opera cat. Yes. And she was doing her professional stretching while I was probably just looking at the snack bar. And we listened to this little thing and she just started to weep. And she said, Matt, it's beautiful. And I'll never forget that really small moment of authenticity from her. Mm -hmm. She really meant it because Mm -hmm. she's such a, she was such a beautiful soul. Um, But yeah, that's crazy. She's not. Yeah. During COVID, not because of COVID. I didn't know that. Yeah, but yeah, I was composing Nevermore during Cats, and I, I don't know if I did that during other shows. I I just remember it during, and then I don't even know, know why because I, I was we were on stage the entire time practically. Yeah, but S- some moments beforehand, or if we were in between shows and you didn't have to two show tables. days. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, what a what a picture. Right? It is black and white. No, you weren't black and white. You were red and... Orange and... You were in a unitard and crazy hair and makeup. And big earphones and keyboard. Just completely engrossed in what you were doing. That's so crazy. And you were on the opposite side of the room from me. Yeah. Because we had a, one great big dressing room for the entire cast. And I could see you in the mirror just... The, the, the person that gave me that keyboard was Doug Lawler. Oh. Who is he also, also not with us anymore. Yes. And that's the keyboard that's downstairs, and the F sharp's broken, and I refused to get rid of it because it was like, ta-da, one day you're going to own a home. Just kidding. We've gone dark <laughs> on this episode of the Connors Smith Show. So did you come straight to back here after SU and get into what, or did you go somewhere else right after SU? I did come right back here after SU. I had been dating a man who lived in Annandale, who went to T.C. Williams High School, uh, who I'd met in high school. We worked at a pizza hut together. He was my very first boyfriend. He was also my very first husband. He was also a very huge mistake. Um, So uh, that also slowed me down in a lot of things. I became Dolly Dinkle dance teacher at age 23. so, and he got very, very jealous of when I would perform because I was so happy and I would be gone and performing and that made him very upset. And so it all kind of came down when I did Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat at the only, not at the West End. Oh, wow, that's a long drive. Yeah. I mean, it's not any worse than Toby's, I don't I think. guess so, yeah. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, and it feels like it. It does. It feels like half an hour longer. <laughs> Woods and no. only. Right. Yeah. But I think no. Joseph at the Only was my first actual professional musical theater Which show. Gig? I hate to be this guy. Yeah. Which, was this the Joseph with, I think it's been done several times, was Alicia Gamble? Yes. The narrator? Yes. And R. Scott Williams was jo- uh, no. Jacob? No. Wait. The father? What was his name? I don't know that name. I think me. I don't know. He's in everything. He went to SU as well, and oh. 
frequent SSMT guy, but uh, I don't I don't remember who it was, but I wanted to say it was him. But I also I can put him in every show. He's he works all of the time, so okay. I don't know. I don't, I don't so you were in but that. Tracy was, that was how I met everybody. That was <laughs> actually how I got into like the West End. That was how I met Chris Suchan and uh, Tracy Oliveira and Janine Gulasano and. Um, God. And you saw the picture of Aaron Hearn. That was not at the only. I know, but like you started to get into that world. I, I, yeah, I met all of them and I heard all the stories and uh, and I think they had just finished doing Children of Eden at Toby's. So I heard, I was constantly hearing stories about ridiculousness uh, about that show. Uh, they have a glass from Children of Eden. Uh, yeah. Toby's in there. Those? I still have my cat's glass. I really? Still, yeah. Nice. I've got a bunch of those glasses. Sorry, go ahead. No, that's okay. Um, but anyway, I, that's how I like, and I feel like I got like the the peeps. Like a lot of those people did did Joseph. Um, Stefan Siddig was in that. Um, but anyway, so, uh, so then I started, I had already started auditioning for stuff at the West End and turning it down because I didn't realize that rehearsals were going to be at the exact same times that I was teaching on Monday nights and Saturday mornings. Um, and once I realized that that wouldn't work and that that's what I really wanted to do and I shouldn't be teaching, uh, then I did Joseph and then I auditioned for West Side Story and then I was Graciela in West Side Story and that changed everything. Like that was kind of the beginning of, of that very short career at the West End but then um, I started auditioning for tours, and I got an international tour, and I did that for several years. What, what show was that? Well, it was a little children's tour called Bear in the Big Blue House Live. Aww. But I was a rock star for anybody two to seven years old. <laughs> I love doing kids shows. It always felt like that, right? If you had the right role, like the kids were just like, oh, my God. And I love being a villain in kids shows. Oh, we didn't the, have any of those. Oh, yeah. It was, it was that, great. That checks out for you. Um, oh. Yeah. Oh, let's 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 go through the um, the Jets girls for a second because there were some fierce ladies in yes. that company. Yes, there was uh, Melissa, uh-huh. um, Enrico, Enrico, mm-hmm. um, oh, wow. uh, Chris Suchan, who became a Lady Gaga yeah. dancer yeah. before Lady Gaga was famous. Yeah, as famous. Well, you know what happened? She got hurt. Lady Gaga uh, put her, her microphone through her teeth. Oh, it was a microphone? I thought it was a, like a staff or something. I thought it was a fist. I heard. I saw on... Uh... <laughs> she punched her. Took her down. She was a beautiful girl, too. Well, so I'm assuming she still is, but... Yeah. Who else? Uh, Melissa. Um, Michelle. Michelle. Mills. Michelle Mills. I couldn't think. I mean... The, the The combination of that... that I remember the cool moment. It was so fucking. I, I keep saying fuck. That's okay. It's a, um, it's just such a cool just losing sponsors. Uh, thing to, to you know to watch every night. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that was a yeah. uh, West End story at the West End. Yeah. yeah. When I was, was that. Nineteen ninety nine. Ninety nine. Because we had uh, Y two K New Year's. Yeah. What's Y two K? I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I remember when uh, I think when I first came. To live with Matt, uh, you guys, I, my first job in town was hosting at the West End, mm-hmm. like, before I booked anything, and you guys were doing Bandstand 2000. So that was the next show after that. Yeah. And... 
It was a snooze fest. That was, that was that was Byron. It was not one of us. He just wants to watch Jimmy Fallon. Yep. Um, and you were Cindy Lauper, I believe. I was, yep. Girls just want to have fun. That was like a crazy fun show. It was really fun. and, and I think For jukebox shows, you know. Yeah. It, it was still like a, a well done one. You yeah, know what I they mean? like handpicked all their, you know, the people that they like saw in the different roles. And Carla Dakin was uh, Madonna. Madonna. Yeah, that was that Material was girl, right? Yep. And you did boy, uh, Girls Just Want to Have Fun, mm-hmm. right? That was our 80s ladies section. Yep, yep. And then they revamped it the following year and couldn't call it Bandstand 2000 because there was some threat of lawsuit because of using the word bandstand. So it became those magic moments. And then oh. those magic moments <laughs> became something else and something else. And after the West End closed, that got smaller and smaller and... I think ended up at a at a brewery somewhere in Arlington. Wow. But they they continued to revamp it. Wow. And we did Brigadier in the year after that. I mean like I I started feeling like I have a home. I this is what I want to do. I want to have like one theater that I get to work at all the time and I saw all these other people who were always working there and I was like this is what I want. And then I went out on tour and then when I came back it Western was gone and then Cats happened. And I was like, I went through some personal mess, which is why I was 102 pounds when Cats started and 100 and who knows what when it ended. I was the only cat who gained weight and had to have my unitard let out, which is fine because I was very sick when we began, uh, sick emotionally, and I was getting healthier. And then um, was like, you know what? I, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to move to London and I'm going to go work on the West End. Why I would go to New York and work in, you know, the country that I belong to, I don't know. I needed to get as far away. So I went to London. For, I saved up all my money from Cats. And in September, right after Cats closed in August, I flew to London and I had a flat in Acton, which is a suburb, and lived there and discovered that you can't get auditions there without an agent. And you can't have an agent without a green card or a visa or whatever. And... I was just messing around, spending money, and taking class with great people, and I, I had, I, like, I need to write a book on my experiences in London and Paris, uh, because I had a teacher in London who said, give this town a miss, they don't appreciate the kind of dancing you do, you need to go to Paris, and she gave me a list of people to study with, and a studio to go to, and my week, in, I only spent one week in Paris, but I have a book's worth of stories to tell about it. And I studied with Matt Maddox, who is the father of jazz dance. And um, just, like, incredible stories. Anyway, my four or so months in across the pond uh, was enough to give me the confidence to move to New York as soon as I got back. So I moved to New York, and I lived there for about 12 years. And... God. You just were like, I'm going to go to London. This is what I'm going to do. Nope. Like, went. nobody does that. I know everybody's always so amazing. amazing. And no, like, all you need is a credit card and call British Airways. I just like it's easy. But London's like a whole other thing. You're like, I'm gonna go to London. Yeah. At least they speak English. They do. Yeah, it yeah. was it well. How well, very American of you to say. Well, no, I mean, it's it's hard, you know, just traveling, going to a place where, you know, you're in the minority of what you speak, and it, yeah. you know, it's, it would be even more if you were to go, like, if you were to move to Paris and not know French. Mm-hmm. But, but I was just thinking, like and Sex French and ballet is taught in French. That's yeah. exactly yeah. what I thought. I was like, this will be easy. Yeah. So I went and I, 
I, I did take ballet and I couldn't remember droit and gauche. I was like, which one is which, right and left? I have no idea, I still don't remember. And the rest of them, because the accent is so strong. My, I had a teacher when I was growing, when I was little, little, and she, she would say, um, all right, now potty shot, potty shot. So when I was like little, I imagined a commode with a, with a gun, a bullet hole in it, not knowing step of the cat, padisha, um, because things are pronounced differently. So it was not easy to take that later. Padisha, Luckily, at that studio, there was also um, a teacher named Alex Frey, who was a Fosse dancer from Switzerland. And so he would teach in English. And um, we had a fabulous time that week. And... Years, years, years and years later, he was teaching at the Ailey School in New York, which is where I was also um, an ambassador. I was working work study there. And we saw each other through the window. And he went, he pointed, I'm sorry, he pointed at me and did like a hat brim thing. He remembered me years later in a completely different setting. Uh, him, and I think he's also much younger than I am. That's incredible. But he's fabulous, and he's on tour in Europe. I, I can't remember if he's doing Chicago or Fosse, or he's doing something in but the European tour. You're very memorable as well, I'm sure. That's why he remembered you. Your talent and Thank who you, you were. and Absolutely. I mean... Your gauche and your... Dwight. Dwight. Dwight right? I'm just making it up. I don't know. I don't know. Matt took French. We, um... Yeah, that's about it, guys. Yes. That's about it. I did the Duolingo thing, Ryan. I know. So the truth is, we were at sort of like a, cool. an evening of actors and everybody was going around the room talking about themselves, as people sometimes do. And this person said, I'm doing this. And this person says, I'm doing this. And this person says, I'm doing this. And I just kind of lost myself. I'm taking French. <laughs> and my friend beside me said, are you really taking French? And I said, no. I don't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he said it was Warren. So Warren immediately like sends me an app for Duolink and I was like, oh. So I went to the bathroom and I like looked at him and I was like, mm, uh, je me parle mat. And then that was the thing of the story. But then I, there was the time that But you, then I did start taking it on the computer. You did, and then you told the the hunky lifeguard about it uh, when you were well, next you know, to him. Why you always have to bring that up? It was not at anything. a stall. We only were together a couple of nights. Listen, <laughs> it, no, this is just a funny story. So the the lifeguard was from what? Uh, Czech. From Czech, and I always make conversation with most at the stalls. objects. Yep. And I went in the bathroom, <laughs> and he was at the bathroom, and I was in the bathroom, and rather than just listening to what we were doing, I decided to say, "Hey, Martin, I'm taking French." He said. You're feeling fresh? <laughs> I said, no, I'm taking French. But then I imagine the world in which he would perceive someone to come up to him next to a ur- at a urinal and say, I'm feeling fresh. Like, what? Mm, what's the story there? Anyway. Anyways, film at 11. Yep. Um, I actually just a- did a commercial for Duolingo. It wasn't an actual oh, really? commercial. It was for a producer to get more gigs. And it was a, it was a mock commercial. But it was for Duolingo, and it's cute. <laughs> so you know, I love taking French. And oui, I, senor. Huh? We, oui, we, oui, senor. But I, I uh, <laughs> just writing it and speaking it is like like, like two different mm-hmm. things. Like looking at it, okay, I got it. Saying it, okay, got it. But doing it, I don't know. Just it's Greek. 
Mm-hmm. I, I, I much rather read it. French, yeah. Um, so what does... What is life like currently for you? I mean, we all know pandemic crap happened and everyone was sitting in their apartments going, eh, um, doing self-tapes. and I did dance. I COVID didn't bother me at all. I live in Madison, Wisconsin in a big house with a dance studio in the basement and a huge yard and two Cocker Spaniels, and it didn't bother me one bit. I did, like, four shows on Zoom, you know, and they were trying to figure out how to perform on Zoom. Three of which were with Karen Hearn. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I was still I was teaching on Zoom. I spent a lot of time on Zoom, but I had a studio in my basement, so which my husband built for me. It's very very nice. Um, and Question. So Matt said that uh, teaching on Zoom really was great for piano. Was it was it something that you eventually learned? You know how to do it through Zoom. Was it were there you know good things, bad things? It was easy for demonstrating. It was hard because it was easy with my older students, like teenagers and college age and adults, but with the younger people, you know, there's still a discipline that you have to teach. There's still a culture that has to be there. And working with students in their basements with their siblings making fun of them while you're trying to teach them how to do a grand plie, and they're like, I gotta go get a glass of milk. I'm like, what? And then they're laughing because you said potty shot. And then there's potty shot. And <laughs> well, and also when you're a beginner, you really sometimes need even physical corrections, like hands-on, like no, 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 this is where you yeah. this is the line. tuck this under yeah. and pull this up. And and it was hard to see some of that. <clears throat> well, I mean, we've we've developed so far. Like at one point, you know, it was just me on an iPad and trying to look at all my students on an iPad. So then my husband, who's a, a stagehand and a bit of a, a technique he he constructed like a big monitor tv smart tv in the studio which i could connect so that i would have a, a big a bigger screen to see things and enabled um, you to dance as well while yeah because it's like a flat screen up against Great, the wall yeah. and it's you know and it moves so i can put it wherever so i was able to see my students a little better after that I, there was no hands-on but um but they they seemed to get it, and, and what you know everything was forgivable because it was COVID. It was like whatever you guys are doing great. I get that you're in your your garage that's like sloped, and you're holding onto the washing machine, and there's a pole, and you don't know how to hold your camera so that I can actually see you. But you're trying, so amen. Also, it's freezing cold. It's Wisconsin, and you're doing the splits on a cement floor. So you know what. <laughs> Good for you. I love you. Thanks for coming to class today. <laughs> I mean, everything was like. You'll know what it's like working at some places as, as well on concrete floor. Yeah. Oh God. Mm-hmm. So, what what is so that's kind of how you got through the the pandemic. But how did like, you get to Wisconsin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, is there a Wisconsin cheese? Do oh, they make Wisconsin cheese? Wisconsin is very well known for their cheese. It's like yes. Vermont and Wisconsin. Like, yeah, like Green Bay Packers, right? Yeah. They're cheeseheads. Yep. Yep. I'm looking up Mass and Wisconsin states. right now so I can look, act like I know something. Okay. How did you get there? So, like I had mentioned earlier, my roommate in New York, who I'd actually met being on tour with Bear in the Big Blue House Live, um, my, my roommate on tour 
started dating him the year after I left the tour and I came back to visit and I met him. When he got off the road and then he like went on to do Chicago and I don't remember what all. He was on a he was on tour for many, many, many years. And then he wanted to move to New York and be a Broadway stagehand. And he called me up and said, I heard you need a roommate. Can I live with you? I said, yes, absolutely. And we lived together for six years. Toward the end of those six years, which I didn't know was going to be the end of, this, end, end of anything, um, one of his friends came to visit. Oh, I was staying with, guess who? Karen Hart. Oh, you got it. Down in Virginia. And for the summer, we were working together. And... Um, he said, hey, is it okay if my friend comes and visits? He's here for a convention. He's a stagehand I know from back home in Madison. Um, can he come stay with, you, with me? And I said, yeah, of course. I won't even be here. It doesn't matter. The night that I came home from teaching with Karen, uh, the guy was still there, and uh, we met, and... That's a whole different story for a different podcast. And um, we started dating on, that was July 29th, 2013, long distance for two and a half years. Um, and then um, Robert and I were looking, we were trying to purchase an eight acre Victorian house in Hackettstown, New Jersey to create a theater space and event space. And we were under contract, and we were putting all of our time and money into that. It was about an hour train ride outside of New York. And um, while we were waiting for everything to close and, and, and start this new thing, I didn't have any work in New York. And I was like, hey, can I come stay with you? And he said yes. And I moved to Madison. And then things didn't work out with our property purchase. And I ended up staying in Madison, and we got married, and now I have a house in Madison, and we don't have a theater in New Jersey. <laughs> but you do have a studio in your basement. But I do have a studio in my basement. Wow. So you're like an hour-ish from Lake Michigan? Is that where Milwaukee is? <laughs> yes. That's no. Lake Superior. You're, you're in Milwaukee? No, I'm well, in Madison. An hour from Milwaukee. I'm an hour from Milwaukee. Two and, and a half hours from Chicago. Very good. You told me about, that I did. about uh, a half a day drive to, to Canada? I suppose, yeah. Maybe. Okay. It's the it's southern part of Wisconsin. Yeah, it's Canada. south central. Yeah. So you'd have to drive central. all the way up. But like right state. but like right now you're probably already feeling kinda like winter. So on last Saturday, my husband's family had a reunion in Tomahawk which is central Wisconsin. And it was 80 degrees at our house in Madison and beautiful and sunny. And I had on a little dress and heels. And we got in the car and started driving north. And Tomahawk is three hours north of us. And as usual, because we always spend Christmas up there and like in 4th of July, um, we got about an hour and a half and the temperature dropped and the sky started falling and it was like 60 and raining. The rest of the day, when, once we were up there. Wow. So. It's coming. It's a coming. Yeah, it usually snows <clears throat> October to May, and I get really mad because my neighbors told me like, "What are you doing planting flowers?" I said, "It's April. You're supposed to plant flowers. April showers, May flowers." And they were like, "Don't plant flowers before Mother's Day." I said, "Are you crazy?" 
Yeah, yeah. I know. And they weren't. And they weren't. And it snowed on Mother's Day and killed all my flowers. (laughs) I was furious. So I get... I get pretty depressed and angry and resentful because I don't like that much winter. Yeah. Oh, I hear you. I'm mad right now. <laughs> it's too chilly. It's too chilly. Well, Subra, we're... I'm wearing pants. I'm going to have to add some socks and some eyeliner. We are mindful of your time. Uh, so, pop culture, not so much with you, no. right? You, you don't. Read? Do you read or stream anything on TV that you love? I have like 19 jobs. So I no don't do anything that's entertaining. What are so your 19 we... jobs, just out of curiosity? <laughs> what, are, what are the kind of things that you do? So, uh, I, I, I perform. Yeah. I teach. Mm-hmm. I choreograph. I occasionally direct. I do film and TV. I just took a full-time job for... Karen Hurd! <laughs> oh, see? It's a magic word. Okay. So that's why he's actually Are you going to be going to Pittsburgh some? No, we're we're entirely remote. It's actually for a company out of Chicago, um, and it's a company that supports nonprofit theater and dance companies. And uh, I'm still in training. It's brand new. It's a whole new focus for me to to do that instead of all of the musical theater that I normally do. Um, I had a little mind shift this year and I thought I need to make a little more money and I need a little less hustle yeah Mm -hmm. I'm exhausted so uh so I'm trying to hustle less maybe (laughs) meanwhile today I got like three audition notices for film and tv so I'm gonna try and do some self-tapes this weekend while I'm visiting yeah and that's how it goes that's great. Art oh, and I'm a stagehand. Oh, I'm now, I'm now actually a union carrying IATSE stagehand. Are you really? Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Unions are the best, America. I just finished a week dressing Mean Girls and two weeks dressing the Skylar Sisters on the Hamilton tour. Wow. Wow. I'm Peggy. I do like the Peggy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Peggy, the, un, the sort of unimportant sister. Um... Well, this has been a, a treat to to catch up and to like see have you, you give us a window into like what has happened since the SU and um, since we've seen you. Um, have you been back at all to SU? I went back for Brian um, Hellman. Hmm? Was it Hellman? No. No. Uh, check it, Brian. Check it. Check it. Yeah, yeah. Well, BJ's brother Brian. Uh, there was a benefit for him that Garrett Elise Long helped uh, put together and I brought Adolfo and my dance company my jazz dance company that I worked for for then we performed and I think that was no I went back and I saw Joy Doing perform probably Joseph as the narrator with Karen Hurd we went to go see Joy perform Uh, so that I mean it's been ages that was a long time ago yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, so the, that's it. Joseph, we did. Maybe was Joy doing your narrator? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, then yes. Yeah. Were you in that? I don't remember. No, I don't know. Didn't she do it twice? Could she be. did it once in school. This was after. This was after. School. Oh, this okay. was okay. after. Gotcha. This was like in the last. This was in the last fifteen years for sure. Yeah. Had it changed very much at that point too? Well, yeah, because they built that whole new big theater that didn't exist. In fact, Brian Checkett's oh, benefit was the very first thing. Before they even um, christened it or whatever, 
uh, that was the very first performance in that building, from what I understand. And so I've been in that building twice, and those are the only two times I've been back to Shenandoah. Gotcha. It's a different place, man. It is. Yeah, the, one of the big opening podcasts, I went back and recorded some audio. Just I didn't remember there was a... Because it looked so different, I didn't remember the pond <laughs> I did not remember it. It just looks so He's different. Like, it's like, always here. There's a body yeah. of water yeah. here. What the heck? Oh yeah. I could not remember it. But I, I don't like, think there was a football anything. No. Yeah, the stadium wasn't there. <clears throat> and I, I've seen some pictures of the dance studio, and I'm a little sad because mm. that was a really beautiful studio with yeah. the windows and everything. And yeah. I guess that's a, I don't know. There's like black box now, and st- I don't know. Yeah. I, it's fine. Whatever. Yeah. It doesn't affect me. <laughs> no, and those kids have it so much better off than all of us did because they're... We paid for that. Up. Yeah, all exactly. Our on our backs! Um, <laughs> on that note... It's um, my 23 credits of... <laughs> but you know what? I don't know how you can uh, how we could say how the, the, the curve of any of that is better or worse because I would say... Yes, do they, have, do they have different facilities that maybe is great? Sure. However... I think that everything has changed so much and everything is so saturated. How do you break through with anything? Mm-hmm. How do you break through to even feel like you're breaking through? Right. I mean, at least we had moments where we didn't have to like compete with like Twitter. It was a teeny tiny school. Mm-hmm. I mean, forgive me for going over your time. No, like, no. As a dance major, where I came in with, uh, I don't, let me just say that by the time I was a senior, People transferred out all the time, right? That happened in musical theater, but it really happened in dance because people were like, this is too expensive. I'm not going to be a dance, whatever. Whatever their reasons were, they didn't stay in the dance program. So when I was a senior, I was the only senior dance major. There were no juniors. There were four sophomores, and there were 17 freshmen. Who do I take class with? The freshmen? Yeah. I'm like, I'm supposed to be in 400 levels and you're supposed to be networking me into, into a career. And, and they said, oh, you think you're too good? You don't think that they're talented? And I was like, it's not that they're not talented, it's that they haven't taken four years of college level training from you. And It's like you're repeating a grade again it, and again. <laughs> and, and I understand that like they were just trying to defend their program and that they were in a really tight space because they've lost a lot of people. But I feel that I suffered a lot, especially my senior year. I, got, I was really mad. Mm. I was really unhappy. Yeah, that's another discussion. Yeah, yeah. And I don't, like, again, we can't change it. And I don't, um, you know, I don't want to, like, throw anybody under the bus but that's what happened sure but because of all of these wonderful things that have brought you to where you are through everything you went to Paris Mm. you saw London town Mm -hmm. you you did all these wonderful things trying to figure stuff out like everybody does Mm -hmm. right and I was making terrible decisions at the time I mean I was dating that guy and I did not get much sleep and it was very abusive and I was not thinking clearly and so who like I, I have a lot of my own, like, ownership of the bad choices that I made there. And I could have maybe with, I don't know, I, I couldn't have done anything differently because that's what I did. Yeah. And that's yeah. how well, it is. The bad choices uh, are part of the, just the same as the good. I mean, they all lead to wherever you are and mm-hmm. what, whoever you are. Mm-hmm. My I mean, God. I'd love to have a 
studio in my basement. Oh, wait, I don't have a basement. Oh, wait a second. That doesn't work. Well, the divine organization that starts to happen that if, if you force too much can really kind of upset a, a greater purpose of a lesson that we're all supposed to learn, mm-hmm. which I, I'm still waiting for mine. In the mail. Yeah. yeah. Any day now, it'll DM come. me if you think you know what it is. <laughs> the eagle is landed. The eagle's landed. All right, Sabra, we love you. Um, and... We're we're gonna end this so we can like really talk um, <laughs> for real. Oh no, I get the time. I'm sorry. That's okay. No, we're good. All right, we love you. Bye. Bye. Well, thank you, Sabra, for coming over to our house. It was uh, the second live Connor and Smith season five broadcast. Um, it was so great to see you in person. Oh, so great. We love you so much. And your friend Robert. Yep. And we had a little poo-poo platter of cheese and wine and things, and it was a lot of fun. Um, hey, if you care, we have a Patreon page. It is, if you look up Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, uh, then look up Connor with an ER and Smith. We're there. Please support us if you can. We really appreciate it. Um, we've got a roster of SU alum who are our supporters. We appreciate it. Um, if you want to learn more about us, please visit www.connorsmithmusicals.com. Again, Connor with an ER. You can find us on social media under Connor and Smith on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Um, Please rate, review, subscribe to this podcast. really helps us out a lot. Um, You can join the Discord discussion, which is like social media for people who don't have it. Uh, I don't have photos of everybody, so you can add photos there. Please add to the Spotify playlist for late 90s music um other than that oh my gosh um it was so great to see it was a great night sabra and we will be back with more episodes next week we love you all it's all happening and we will talk to you soon okay bye Bye.